Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, June the 13th, 2023, and so glad you took time to be on with us today. We are wrapping up the book of Acts today, Acts chapter 28, the final chapter of the book of Acts, the last um, segment of the history of the early church. Acts 28. So, yeah, we wrap that up together tomorrow. Uh, we jump over to the book of Romans. But it's been a fun journey through the book of Acts. And um, so today, putting a bow on it with uh, chapter 28 and uh, the conclusion of Paul's third missionary journey. Three journeys of Paul are recorded in the book of Acts as he uh, went around spreading the gospel and planting churches. And chapter 28 is the uh, kind of curtain call. Actually, kind of surprise ending, but we'll get to that. All right, you guys, let's do it. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's jump into Acts chapter 28. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. Remember, this is where they, uh, they ran aground at the end of chapter 27. And so now we discover that the island was called Malta. The island showed us unusual kindness. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, the islanders, not the island, the islanders, the natives. That's a blessing. And you're shown unusual kindness. You know, it's true that if you're looking for kindness, you will find it. People who are observers, they actually expect people to be nice, actually see more kindness. <laughs> if you expect you have a negative attitude and you're expecting people to be mean and expecting people to be rude, it's surprising how much of that we see if that's what we're looking for. But when we put on the lenses of kindness and we're, we're looking for kindness, it's also surprising how much of that shows up. But Paul notes that the islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood. Remember, it was a nor'easter that caused this big shipwreck anyway. So, you know, if you've ever been in a nor'easter, it's cold, man. <laughs> cold, rainy, gross. It's like the worst. In some ways, it's worse than snow because it's like there's a cold, soaking rain. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Verse 3, Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper, a snake, a snake, driven out by the heat, fastened itself to his hand. Paul gets bit by a snake, a brush, hiding in the brushwood. 
when the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hands they said ah no they didn't they were used to it i guess i'd have freaked out i don't like snakes i mean i just thought no use even playing this whole portion right here grosses me out i don't like snakes i don't i mean i know people say oh isn't that such a beautiful snake nope never seen one never seen a beautiful snake uh-uh. I saw a black racer uh, cross, go across the sidewalk the other day. A lot of those in Florida. If you've been around Tampa, you know, black racers are not uncommon. Especially in the sun, in the summer, heat starts cranking up. They'll start racing around. <clears throat> They're harmless. Um, still gross, though. <laughs> yeah, he's. I was out walking the dog, and he slithered across the sidewalk. So anyway, but Paul, he gets bit by a viper. It's hanging from his hand. They said to each other, this man is must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. So they see this as like a, he's getting uh, sort of like a karma action going on right here. Since you've been a bad person, you know, punishment is finding you. The goddess of Justice is going to get you. So this viper is a, is a judgment of the gods. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead, but after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their mind, and they said he was a god. <laughs> it's crazy, right? You were a bit because you were being judged by the gods, but then when it didn't kill you, it's like, oh, you must be a god. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief of priest, the chief official of the island. He welcomed welcomed us to his house and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and, after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. So, miracle working power is still in full effect through Paul's life. I mean, the snake bite doesn't harm him. He uh, is able to raise up this uh, chief official, uh, the chief official's father. And when he when this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. Wow. The rest of the sick came and they were cured. They honored us in many ways. And when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with all the supply with the supplies we needed. Wow, so they were grateful. Hmm. You know, it all started with uh, the uh, unusual kindness that they were shown, right? Like it started with kindness, and God through Paul was able to uh, reciprocate that kindness with. Incredible blessings and miracles, healings. But all of that, you know, that, that what opened the door to that miraculous move of God among them was their kindness. It's a great lesson, right? Sometimes what opens up new opportunities to see and experience the presence of God, the power of God, is kindness towards others, inviting hospitality, being hospitable, opening our hearts, our minds to others. Verse 11, 
after three months, we put we put out to sea in a ship that had wintered in the island. It was an Alexandrian ship with the figurehead of the twin gods Castor and Pollux. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there three days. From there, we set sail and arrived at Regium. The next day, the south wind came up, and on the following day, we reached Petoli. Don't know if I'm saying that right. There were found some brothers and sisters who invited us to spend a week with them. And so we came to Rome. There was the point. Paul wanted to go to Rome. And he wanted and the uh and the Romans paid for it. <laughs> the brothers and sisters there had heard that we were coming, and they traveled as far as the forum of Appius and the three taverns to meet us. At the sight of these people, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. When we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. So he's under house arrest. He lived in Rome under house arrest. But Paul's desire was that uh, the Lord was going to, you know, and, he be, and, and belief was that the Lord was going to, you know, he was going to make it to Rome to preach the gospel. And here he is. And Rome paid for it. <laughs> it, was a, it was a treacherous journey. It wasn't an easy journey, but they came to Rome. And, a, and obviously Luke was with him as he records in the second person plural. So we came to Rome. Verse 17, three days later, he called together lo the local Jewish leaders. When they had assembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the custom of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I am not guilty of any crime deserving death. The Jews objected, so I was compelled to make an appeal to Caesar. I certainly did not intend to bring any charge against my own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with these chains. Hmm. Jesus is the hope of Israel. That's what he's saying. He's like, if you boil it down, man, We've been praying for Messiah. We've been longing for Messiah. We've been hoping for Messiah. We've been preaching that Messiah was coming. Messiah is the hope of Israel, and I'm in these chains because I'm declaring that the hope of Israel has come. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament law and prophets. He is the one we've been waiting for. Hope has a name. It's Jesus. Yeah. They replied, We have not received any letters from Judea concerning you, and none of our people who have come here or come from there have reported or said anything about you. But we want to hear your, what your views are, for we know that people everywhere are talking about this sect. What sect is he talking about? The people of the way, Christians. Isn't that interesting? We know that people everywhere are talking about it. <laughs> Word is spreading. It's getting out. Now, isn't that interesting? We're in, we're in Acts chapter 28, last chapter of the book of Acts. 
remember how we started this journey way over in chapter one? It started with 120 people in the upper room filled with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, you know, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Uh, but outside of that 120 in the upper room, no one even knew what any of this was about, really. And now the public report is that people everywhere are talking about this. Hmm. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God and from the law of Moses and from the prophets. He tried to persuade them about Jesus. He witnessed to them. You know, if you're not in the church, that's kind of a weird word, right? He witnessed to them. Like, what? Hmm? He witnessed. He, uh, he's giving testimony. What do witnesses do? They give testimony. They provide evidence. They share. By share what they've seen and heard. And so when we witness to Jesus, we share with others what we've seen and heard Jesus do. We give testimony that points to the truthfulness of Jesus. Yeah, so that's a good word for us today. We, we need to go out and be witnesses. We bear witness with our words and our deeds. Give testimony. Stack up the evidence that shows and points that Jesus is who he said he was. That points and shows that Jesus is the hope of Israel. That shows and points that Jesus is the Lord of our lives and the Lord of all. Yeah, man. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God, and from the law of Moses and from the prophets, he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. That's how it goes. They disagreed among themselves and began to leave after Paul made this final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say, You will be ever hearing but never perceiving. You will be ever seeing but not perceiving. Oh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Go to this people and said, You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Wow. This is a prophecy from, uh, I think it's Isaiah, and um, it's also why Jesus spoke in parables, right? Parables were kind of hidden you know, hidden message of the kingdom. If you had eyes to see, you could see it. But here he's saying of the people, look, you're just like your ancestors. You, you for, you're ever hearing, but you're not understanding. It's not clicking. You're seeing it, but you're not perceiving it. Like you're seeing the details, but you're not perceiving the meaning, the depth, the nuance of what's going on. And so your heart has become calloused. You can hardly even hear. And it, but if you would, if you would hear, he says, you would understand with your heart and turn, repent. 
God's promises that he would heal. It always is. You know, if we repentance, behind repentance comes healing. So they didn't like that. When Paul said that part, they didn't like that. They're like, what are you trying to say? We've got callous tarts? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying you're hearing the word of God. You're hearing the truth about the testimony of Jesus. You're, you're hearing it. You're seeing it. But you're hearing, it's not hearing is not leading to understanding, and your seeing is not leading to real godly per- perception. But if you would turn, if you would not callous your heart, and you would turn and repent, God would heal you. Verse 28, we're getting close to the end here, guys. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. So for two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. Now, isn't that interesting? For a long time, Paul was outgoing to people to meet them, build churches, uh, meet in the marketplace, go and engage. And now, you know, Paul's under house arrest and people are coming to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. So right there from the house, right there from the front porch, from the crib, <laughs> Paul's preaching the good news of the kingdom. It's just beautiful. Paul's just life, I mean, his dedication to the gospel is just beautiful, right? Whether he's, like, that's what he's going to do. If he's free and able to travel, he's going to go and spread the good news. But if he's bound to a house under with a prison, with a, with a guard watching him 24-7, He's going to just open up the front door. He's going to put on a pot of coffee. He's going to swing open the front door, and he's going to invite people over, and he'll share the gospel that way. I guess what the convicting part of that is, like there's really no excuse. You're like, well, I don't get out much anymore. Well, you, 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 does, that door, does that front door swing open? If it does, invite some people over. Have a cup of coffee. Testify about the Lord Jesus. Give witness to who you are and what God has done in your life. If you're able to get out and about, what's the excuse? Be a witness. It's convicting to me, man. It really is. It's like Paul, Paul didn't use anything as an excuse uh, to not share the gospel. <laughs> Instead, he looked at every opportunity. Everything is an opportunity. How can I share the gospel in this circumstance? That's beautiful. That's beautiful stuff. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for uh, taking this journey through the book of Acts and uh, finishing it finishing it up today in Acts chapter 28. I hope it's an encouragement to you to think about how you can be a witness today, how you can go out and share the gospel without hindrance and with boldness. The only hindrance that's there is the ones we put on ourselves. We can find ways to share the gospel in word and deed. Let's do it, y'all. Let's do it. The Lord deserves it. All right, you guys. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for your kindness and grace. Thank you for the Gospels. And thank you for the book of Acts that shows us the spreading and the fulfillment of the Great Commission and the spreading of the promise that your word and your, the, the Gospel would go from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Lord, thank you for um, the wonderful things you've done in our lives and help us to bear witness to those things of your goodness and your grace and your mercy. Um, Lord, help us to be effective witnesses of yours. 
Lord, I pray for my friends. May you bless them and encourage them today. Strengthen them. Shine your grace and mercy upon each and every one of them today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friend. Thank you for being on today. Short one today, a little shorter. Uh, tomorrow we'll be back. New book tomorrow, Romans chapter 1. Yes, sir. This is the kind of stuff that gets you canceled. So you don't, don't want to miss Romans chapter 1. <laughs> uh, love to see you here. Uh, thank you for liking, subscribing, commenting, sharing this podcast. That's how the word gets out. Um, that's how we, uh, we let people know that it's here and can be a, that they can be a part of it. So thank you for doing that. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.